What's going on, everybody? Today, we are talking about the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Shane Larson, the Game Time Guru, and everybody who knows me knows that I absolutely love my Dallas Cowboys, and I honestly believe the good Lord had a plan for me. Like, he said, Shane, you're going to go down to earth, and you're going to cheer for my team, which is why when people ask me, how long have you been a Cowboys fan for, Shane? I always say, hey, (laughs) I was bleeding blue and silver since I was in the womb. And that's why today was extra special for me, because I got to talk with Glenn Del Tondo, creator of CowboysRoundup.com. Okay? He's going to di- discuss his website, tell us a little bit about it, why he started it, and what the differences are between CowboysRoundup.com and other major Cowboys websites. Then he's going to give us his expert opinion and predictions going forward. Now, if you don't like the Cowboys, that's fine. I know we got haters out there. Still, listen in, because a lot of my Bronco fans, Boise State, we touch base on Demarcus Lawrence, Orlando Skandrick, and I even get Glenn to talk about Kellen Moore. So stay tuned and listen in as we talk about the Dallas Cowboys today on the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Cowboys, fast for life, Super Bowl, What's going on, everybody? This is Shane Larson from the Game Time Guru. And uh, today, I'm actually speaking with Glenn from CowboysRoundup.com. And I met Glenn through Twitter. And as, as all y'all know, I'm a Cowboys fan, diehard. I've spoken about it many times on the, on the show. And I was going through trying to find some, you know, different analysis than I always see through ESPN, Sports Illustrated, you know, DallasCowboys.com. And I was going through Twitter, and I randomly found this Cowboys Roundup uh, page and I sent a message just a, a quick comment asking a question to this newer page that I hadn't seen before and I got a response really quickly and that's when I realized okay well this newer site or this newer page uh, they want to interact with their fans and their followers so I was like I'm going to reach out to this guy um, and through that I was able to meet Glenn and Glenn was kind enough to you know give some time today to interview with me here on the show and talk with me so Glenn I just wanted to say thank you and uh, say hi and welcome to the show. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. So, and Glenn, so checking out the website of CowboysRoundup.com, we can see that you got a lot of great content on there, um, and we want to discuss it. So first, can you give us an introduction of who you are, and then maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then what motivated you to start CowboysRoundup.com? Well, first of all, I'm nearly a lifer as a Cowboy fan. Uh, I'm entering my 55th year of uh, <laughs> being one of their big fans. Um, awesome. And how <laughs> it, it is kind of funny, but, uh, you know, I've gone through some tough years with them in the early uh, early years in the 60s, uh, leading up to their Super Bowl win in 71. We're actually uh, January of 72. Um, and now what brought this all about was, uh, I guess, my passion for the team my wife and my oldest son said, you got to do this. you got to get out there and talk to people about the Cowboys. You love them, share it with them. So that's what we're doing. I love that, man. And that's, and, and that's really what comes through on your website. Um, and I'm going to get to that in a little bit. Uh, you can tell, though, that you're passionate about the team. Now, you said that you, you're a lifer, basically, is what you said. And I like that. You've been through the ups and downs with the team. Um, can you share with the, the listeners maybe what's your favorite memory of the Cowboys? You've had some ups and you had some downs. What's your favorite memory? 
Well, the favorite is going to be that uh, because I worked in sports media for seven years uh, from uh, 1970 to 77, and I was able to cover uh, in the job that I had the Super Bowl win that they had at Tulane Stadium against them. Oh, nice. Okay. So okay. you're a Cowboys you the- fan. You're looking for that first win. And after watching Green Bay tag us, in the prior years, uh, that that was your moment. Oh, see, that's awesome. You got some history there. Um, what's funny is, see, I'm only 28 years old, so the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl, I was in second grade, and I was against the Steelers, obviously. So I'm still waiting. I thought we might have had a chance last year, so I'm still waiting. Uh, I'm jealous that you had that opportunity. That's awesome, man. Um, so you mentioned you had seven seven years of experience in sports media. And I know you mentioned to me that you also have some coaching experience at some level um, and that you've actually seen success in that field of work. Uh, Could you maybe walk us through what you've accomplished as a coach? Well, as a coach, I mean, it was, it was low level. Um, I coached uh, in Pop Warner. Um, Okay. My, my kids went on to have uh, two state championships and one regional. And then the year after I uh, stepped down, uh, they went on and won the national championship down in Florida. So oh, wow. I'd like to think All right. I had a little part of that. They invited me to come down and be a part of it, but uh, we just had a newborn and I was unable to go. Oh, I got you. But, yeah, I mean, you still put in the work beforehand. So, you know, you built that team and then they, they made it the next year. So I got you. Yeah, you definitely were part of it. That's that's what happens sometimes. It's the same thing. I mean, if we're going to talk basketball real quick, Mark Jackson did the same thing with the Warriors, in my opinion. Built them up, then he leaves, and they start dominating. But that's that's just my opinion. We'll just <laughs> leave it at that. You're so, probably not alone. <laughs> I've heard it from a few people. Um, so, like, as a fan of the Cowboys, right, I'm so used to, like, watching all the mainstream media, and that's what I, like I said in the intro, I was trying to get away from that. Um, I was – you know, I, I see DallasCowboys.com. That's the main one everybody goes to. I see ESPN, Sports Illustrated, read the Monday morning quarterback. But when I looked at your website, right, CowboysRoundup.com is not just a normal blog or anything like that from just the average Joe. It's got amazing content. Like, it's well organized. But I want you to explain, what are you bringing to the table to make your website unique? And, and why should the fans go there for the information regarding the Cowboys? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit different in that having that sports background, I sat with, uh, I sat with athletes uh, usually who were injured and unable to play, uh, got their view of the game that they were participants in. I worked with uh, some famous Hall of Fame uh, caliber sports writers, and I was able to pick their brains on players going back to the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Um, so I have a little different slant on things. Um, I feel that the education that those old time writers gave me, uh, leads me to how I view, particularly in this case, football. Uh, I am, uh, probably more of a defensive minded person. If you read any of my pieces and we get to the word defense, I'll often write, no D, no rings. Um, I've, I've been able to, I guess you could do, call it predict who's going to win a Super Bowl. I've only been wrong three times in Are you 50 kidding me? some odd years. No. 
I just, it, it's just, uh, and, and I will say that there were two years I abstained, <laughs> but, but only three. I just look at who's got the best defense, and, uh, and it usually tells me uh, who's going to win. Awesome. I like that mentality. I mean, it, it's, they always go back that defense wins championships. That's the saying that every coach tells the kids and everything. So it's cool that you're actually looking at that and that you've actually predicted that for so long. That's awesome. Um, and I actually have a question on the defense here in just a few minutes. Um, and I want to, I want to get to that because obviously I want the expert's opinion on that. Uh, but I just want to, before we get to that, I just want to know what can we expect from you going forward with CowboysRoundup.com? Like what, what are we going to expect with this website and its development and its growth? Well, uh, you know, it, it is evolving. We, we have a small plan, I guess you could say, um, I don't know if you noticed on Twitter, we just came out with the new branding of the logo and so forth. Yep. Um, that was done on completed on Sunday. So, you know, we were thrilled about that. Um, we're, you know, I still do the majority of the writing, but we've brought in other people um, as contributors. And it can be just, uh, you know, members that are people that are following us. Uh, uh, that's how it started. We have the first person, Dexter Harris. He's uh, handling uh, college football. He's a young scout uh, that wants to be a coach or scout okay. down the road. So we've given him the form to write up uh, scouting reports on the players and how they may fit into the Cowboys um, down the road here in 2018. Awesome. Okay. So we got big plans going forward, and you're already putting the – effort into the site evolving and getting other other writers to contribute as well so that's pretty awesome and these are these are basically just fans uh have another fellow he wants to do uh some sort of history on uh, uh old dallas cowboy players uh, so he wants to go in that direction and it's okay let's let's see what you got so we're working on that plan and i'll keep doing uh my view of the team what i think it needs guys that I see that I think have great upside. Uh, so, and then like, I, I still think my, the, the, you know, I, the favorite story that I just completed a couple of weeks ago was why we lost to green Bay. Oh, so, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just saying, are you still salty about that loss? Yeah, I, I guess you could say that uh, it was a wasted opportunity. You don't get many chances to have the number one seed and then blow it in the fashion that we did where I thought it was a coaching uh, issue. No, I, I totally agree, actually. And I was um, looking through that article. I think it's legit. I, I love your your insight on there. And um, j- the reason I asked if you were salty is because I still, if, if they play it on, like, NFL Network, they'll do the replays from time to time. And I, I have a very hard time watching it. Usually I'm okay watching games if, if it's just replays. Even if we lose, I like to watch it and break down the film. But that game frustrates me so much, and – one thing that I, I keep remembering is at the end, when we hit uh, Rodgers from the backside, I believe it was on second down or third, and, and he didn't fumble the ball. It was on second down. He didn't fumble the ball, and it was on one of the final drive. And I, and I just don't know how he didn't fumble the ball. And that, for some reason, that just sticks out in my mind, and I, can't, I don't understand how he didn't fumble the ball. And forget everything else that happened. I just don't understand how he didn't fumble the ball. <laughs> well, he, he did hit him pretty good, so – uh, you know, tip your cap to, to Rogers for holding on to that. Uh, but we left, we, we, we misplayed uh, the last minute of that game uh, from a coaching perspective. Uh, when, you know, first Prescott hit uh, 
I think it was Beasley, as I'm trying to remember, uh, and he picked up about 20 yards. Um, then he hit another. Then he hit another 10 to Witten, and after that, that's when we spiked the ball. And it's like, what are you doing? We had our foot on their throat. We had them way off balance. Attack. We still had a timeout in our pocket. If you want to go to the outside, get out of bounds, fine. But we needed a first down to put us in position to run out the clock, take shots at the end zone, or just settle for the field goal. And spiking the ball left us only two plays um, in order to get the first down that was critical for us to control the last 40 seconds of the game. As a former coach, and listen, I'll tell you this, that if coach tells you that he's not nervous, his stomach isn't turning in the last two minutes, close game, he's lying, okay? But you got to have your wits about you, and he just, just didn't handle it correct in my mind. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be overly harsh on, on Garrett. He's done some great things in bringing continuity to this team more than anything. But his handling of uh, timeouts in the last two minutes of a half or a game uh, he's he's seriously lacking, it, and that bothers me. No, I totally agree, and I don't think it was just the Green Bay game. If we go back to some of the – we're just talking like three, four years ago, he's had the same issue uh, multiple oh, yeah. times. We've got a game against Baltimore. A game, when he, There was a game against Arizona a few years back where he called the timeout on the final kick. As, there's a lot of times. So I totally agree with you there. You don't ne- doesn't necessarily say he's a bad coach, but if there's any area of improvement, uh, the, the final two minutes is kind of what you're saying is like that's where he needs to – improve correct oh clearly absolutely no I, I like that insight and it's giving me anxiety thinking about that game right now I'm actually getting frustrated again oh my god okay so uh <laughs> so I want to get your I want to get your um opinion here this is where I want to talk defense so first let me tell the listeners if you guys want to check out some amazing content from a true passionate fan again it's cowboysroundup.com if you want to follow them on twitter i believe it's cowboys are up com on twitter just search for cowboys roundup like he said he's got a cool logo um go in there and find him he's interactive with the followers and he posts a lot of great content but yeah if you want to go to the website cowboysroundup.com now glenn so the defense this is you said you're a defensive guy now i want to get your opinion next year because when I talk to a lot of my friends and, and other, you know, fans of the Cowboys, they're all worried about our defensive backfield because we lost, you know, the key contributors such as, you know, Church, Wilcox, Claiborne, Carr. Uh, well, I wouldn't say key contributors. I'd say the veterans. Now, I always tell them, I personally believe that, you know, we, were, we struggled in the defensive backfield. So while they were veterans and they had experience, they never really proved themselves to me that they were able to take it to the next step. We always struggled against the pass, which – it was just apparent a lot of that had to do with the pass rush, but I just thought that we didn't lose too much there, honestly. And, and what we still have as far as, you know, we got Byron Jones, we got Carroll, we drafted well, we've still got Skandrick. Um, I, I feel like we've got a good setup, but I want to know your opinion on what the defense, what, what should we see from the defensive backfield at least next season? Well, I, I have seriously high hopes for the, um, for the fellows that they drafted. Um, now, does it take a year for them to get over the learning curve, so to speak? That's entirely possible. However, um, th- there were so many things about them that I like so much more than what we had. Um, 
I think all three of the key ones that I'm looking at, and that would be Awuzier, Lewis, and uh, Xavier Woods. Uh, they are more, um, they're better equipped to attack the ball themselves, okay? Whether it be Brandon Carr, Mo Claiborne, or, or uh, J.J. Wilcox, they were not ones that were going to get the ball. We need turnovers. And that's just something that has lacked for years. Brandon Carr, the greatest thing about Brandon Carr is you knew that he'd show up on Sunday with his pads on. Okay. Mo Claiborne, right. unfortunately, you never knew if he was going to be dressing out for the game or not. You know, we root for these guys because we are fans and we want them to do their best. But we also have to look at what they are capable of and what they are not. In Brandon Carr's case, any wide receiver could cross his face and just run wild across the field. Some fans may remember a guy named Calvin Johnson who just shredded him for 300-plus yards one day. Uh, oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, and that's because he's not – He's not a quick, t- quick twitch type of guy, all right? He does not have that kind of movement. That's a shortcoming. But he showed up. Mo Claiborne, he wouldn't be there. We, you know, we got that. We put in last year, my pet cat from last season, Anthony Brown, and other than a small handful of plays, the guy played really well. Uh, so I look for, you know, some, some good things for him. And you may see a story upcoming about the forgotten man, who right now I think is Anthony Brown. But in the case of these other young fellows, uh, they are uh, top caliber. They uh, both had, Ouzier and Lewis, they had late first-round grades on them. In Lewis's case, because of a pending legal matter, he dropped. Well, he dropped so far, he dropped into our laps in the third round. If that right. situation he's cleared of, we got a bargain, right? Xavier Woods, same thing. He was a third, fourth-round rated player. We get him in the sixth round. Now, here's a young man. He played at a smaller school. I get that. But when I see the number of interceptions that he had, and offhand I don't remember the exact number, I'm thinking of somebody who's got the ability to go after the football. And that's something the Dallas Cowboys need desperately. Now, that's not to minimize Jeff Heath. I think he showed that he can go get a couple. So I'm, I'm okay with letting that occur. But on the outside, I think we'll be fine. We have uh, an, an old professional in Nolan Carroll, who I think is a definite upgrade over Brandon Carr. Uh, we have Orlando Scandrick coming back, and I think one of the big things to realize is what he said a couple of, eh, maybe six weeks ago, and that was he welcomed in the new kids, but he let them know they're not taking his job without a fight. So uh, we have that. We have Anthony Brown coming back, and I'd like to think that someone with four three five speed has a lot of upside. So those are the returning players. Byron Jones, Byron Jones will be at the other safety. He is, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a nice, solid ball player. He knows where he's supposed to be at all times. I'm counting on that. J.J. Wilcox, you didn't know how many tackles the guy would miss 
His angles were some of the worst I've seen in years, and yet we played him back there. And yet last year, to be fair, he was much improved. Uh, right. That doesn't mean he was perfect, but he was of his years in Dallas, it was his best year. He still missed with terrible angles, but he was better overall. So I think there's a great upside in the secondary. I was looking for us to draft two corners. I got three. I thought it was Christmas, Shane. Nice. See, this is what I wanted to hear because I'm I'm actually really excited to see what we got. Now, had we like completely cleared house and didn't have any veterans left over to help out the young guys as far as like how to become a professional, how to handle yourself in the NFL and stuff like that, I'd be a little bit concerned. But I honestly, I'm right there with you, Glenn. I think that we have a really good base and and uh, it's a mixture of vets and young guns and they're ball hawks, just like you said, they're ball hawks and that's what we're lacking. Um, and I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm really excited for it. But the one thing that concerns me is our pass rush. Um, and right when we think like, okay, well, David Irving, Irving comes out and decides he's going to get paid. You know, he, he plays pretty well from when he came in last year during the rotation, all of a sudden, you know, he follows the, you know, the typical Cowboys stereotypical player, right? He's uh, now he's suspended because he's doing something wrong. Like, what, what is your thoughts on the pass rush? Do you think that, you know, Taco Charlton or any of the guys that we drafted, DeMarcus Lawrence, do you think he's going to step up? What's the pass rush going to look like this year? Well, um, you're, you're correct with uh, David Irving. Uh, he'll be out uh, the four games uh, to start the season, so that, that hurts. Uh, Taco Charlton, again, here's a player I think we need to look at more in years two and three, and part of it is I'll tell you why. Last year was his first year in college that he was in a 4-3 uh, scheme. So, you know, his first several uh, first three years in college, he wasn't playing from that um, from that scheme, and he was more in a stand-up position. So now he's just getting acclimated to the scheme, what his responsibilities are, et cetera, and the the improvement he made from junior year to senior year was huge but again one year now he's in the pros and i'm sorry you're facing a tyron smith or someone (laughs) of that type on uh, 15 other teams right so i think it'll take him a year i think he'll do fine uh i think we need to temper what we expect from him uh, we want everybody really wants him to be a right defensive end, but I I almost bet you we're going to see him more on the left side, at least in year one, and then he'll make the okay. switch I think in year two to the right side if he's got the okay. uh, pass rushing skills techniques that he needs. Now, who will make a big jump? I think is and you mentioned his name, and that's Demarcus Lawrence. Big question mark with Lawrence is his back. Uh, right. always seems to flare up and he has difficulties. So can he complete the year? I don't know. But this is essentially a contract run for him this year. Uh, so if he's going to have a good year, it's going to be this one. Yes. Okay. That's what I like to hear because, I mean, I'm a Boise State alum, um, obviously up here in Idaho. So I got to root for my boys, even though, you know, I know, I know which ones struggle and if they're ready or not. I didn't think DeMarcus Lawrence was actually ready to go to the NFL when he did. 
Um, I actually was one of the few that thought he was overhyped coming out of college a few years back. I thought he needed to stay one more year because he was skinny. And he's he had his one flashy year, but like you said, it's his back. So I like to hear you say that because it gives me a little more confidence in bringing up the fact that it's a salary year, basically. He's, that's his con- I should say his contract year where he, you know, he got, he's got to prove himself. I mean, that gives us hope, I guess, in that sense that he's going to come out and prove himself, and that's what we need. And I also think that if he can actually be productive and show glimpses of those, that flashy season, then it's going to help those young guys in the backfield with their development because they're not going to be forced into too many difficult situations if you can get to the quarterback. Obviously, that's just football 101. Um, now, on, in regards to this, I just want to get your opinion, and, and this is just strictly for fun. Like I said, I'm a Boise State alum. Uh, we got Kellen Moore as the backup quarterback, right? And we get a lot of a lot of heat for that over here. We hear a lot of Cowboys fans uh, down in Texas who will, will be tweeting it out like, he's garbage, doesn't deserve to be in the league and all this. And we've all watched him. We watched him for four years at Boise State. We have confidence in his abilities. I want your thoughts for all the listeners on Kellen Moore. Well, I think the sample size for him is really kind of small. And uh, yet – you know, the no-fun league sometimes would be very cruel to a player. And and I think that's partially the case with Kellen Moore. Uh, I mean, he, he when he was in Detroit, he was playing for a bad team. So, you know, and he rarely saw the team, the field because of Stafford. Uh, coming over to Dallas, uh, really and truly, once once uh, Romo went down and, and he had to step in uh, there in uh, 2015, um, he was, uh, you know, he did an admirable job, not a great job. He did enough to put them in positions that had they been able to have another score here or there, they could have won games. Uh, right. But also 2015, okay, I'm going to go back to it, and that is the defense couldn't have been um, more, you know, more terrible than it was in 2015. They right. they were lead, I think they led the league in thirty point um, scored against them. I think they gave up the most chunk plays of any team in the league. Uh, they could not get off the field on third down. Uh, and when you're doing that, you're not giving your offense opportunities. You're not getting turnovers for them. Um, and you know, again, it goes back to it. You've got to be able to stop a team uh, when you need to. And Certainly our defense didn't do that in 15. Uh, to be honest, the defense in 2016 surprised the heck out of me, okay, because right. they, they were able to at least get stops early in a game usually so that our offense, which top five, I don't need to, to uh, praise them too much because they've earned it, all right? We all know how terrific they are. Des Bryant, Ezekiel Elliott, throw in Jason Witten, okay? Even Terrence Williams, they'll let him have the ball once in a while. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, they're terrific. But when we were allowed to score early, get a stop or two, we're up 14 to nothing, okay? The game gets easier. And the defense doesn't have uh, to work as much over the course of the game. They know what's coming at them because the other teams have to pass to catch up. I mean, the game just changes its complexion altogether. What I do want to mention, if I can go back to, is our defensive line, okay? There's a couple of guys to watch for. One is, and I wrote the story about him, Malik Collins. 
Okay. This kid I, I am extremely high on. He was injured last year, broke his foot in the OTAs. He missed virtually all of camp, came back. By the third week, he was starting from there on. And Benson Mayowa had six and a half sacks, and there's, there's Malik Collins right behind him at five. And Malik Collins ranked seventh of all rookies in the uh, NFL last year in sacks, and he was the number one defensive tackle as a rookie in sacks. So keep your eye on him. And the other one is, uh, I, I think, could be a Will McClay special, and that is Demontre Moore. Keep your eye on him. Um, he, he, he looked really good um, up in Seattle. And uh, he's had some maturity issues, and I think he knows that uh, this may be his last hurrah. So uh, I think he's going to show out really well for us. So there's, there's, there's hope. There's hope. Nice, nice. And uh, to, to finish up, I've got two questions to, to finish up the interview with you, Glenn. First off, okay. Dak Prescott, are we going to see a quote-unquote sophomore slump in his second year in the league in, in a sense, um, or is he going to come out and improve from last season? He's going to do both. How's that for you? <laughs> okay, so explain, explain. All right. All right, well, let's look at how phenomenal a year he had. I think he had 20-some-odd touchdowns and only four interceptions. He had a quarterback rating of 106 and change. Um, any quarterback that has a 90 quarterback rating has had a good year. He had 106. There have only been a few quarterbacks that ever break the triple-digit numbers, ever, okay? He was the highest rookie to ever, you know, he had, he had the highest number for any rookie all time, okay? So if his number drops back to 95, 98, did he have a bad year? No. Absolutely not. You, you, no. Yeah, you, take exactly. a, you take a look at a guy they want to put in the Hall of Fame, all right, who has only had, I think, two years above 92, and that's Eli Manning, okay? Well, <laughs> if his quarterback rating is in the high 90s, I think he's going to have had a terrific year. What we, what we want to see from, uh, from Dak is um, a couple of things, and you saw it more as the year went along. In the beginning of 2016, uh, he kept everything more towards the middle, didn't go outside, didn't look at anything deep. As the year moved along, he was picking up his second receiver, second, his third receiver. Those things were there. So I think you'll see um, – more of the quarterback you saw in the last half of the season than you did in the first. So I think you'll see a lot of improvement um, in terms of his overall control and mastery of the game. But his numbers in that quarterback rating might come down a little bit. And don't be all that, that upset that if it's in the high, high 90s, because he will have had a very good year. If you look at it this way, Tony Romo sits right fourth or fifth all time at 97. So if he was at 98, do you think he had a good year? You know what? I like that insight. Um, that's not something a lot of people are looking at, uh, looking at necessarily. They're always saying, well, there's no way he plays as good as he does. Well, that's probably true. I mean, if, if someone has film on him, but if he still has a QBR, like you're saying, like in the high 90s, 
that's a good season. Or in the 90s, for that matter. It doesn't even have to be high 90s. That's an efficient season. Have your, have your fans, uh, your followers, look at uh, Joe Flacco, for example. Okay? <laughs> he can't get out of the yeah. 80s. All right? True. But he's got a great – but he's had a great defense to carry them to victory. We need a better defense. We can get a really good defense with a quarterback in the 90s. We can win a Super Bowl. I've said that for over 10 years. We need the defense. No D, no rings. No D, no rings. So then in that case, to finish up the interview, what do you think for next season? Do we – do we make another run at it? Can we make the NFC Championship? Do we make the Super Bowl? What, what happens this season? Well, I think we're going to have a more difficult year. Um, I don't think there's any doubt about that. We get two tougher games by virtue of being the, um, uh, the, the, um, the leader in the NFC East. You wind up picking up uh, games, I believe, against um, Seattle and Atlanta. So you're playing other top playoff teams. So that, that factors into it. I think our opponents in the NFC East uh, are going to be stronger. Uh, the Giants are no less formidable than they have been. And um, I, I've watched what both um, the Giants and the, and the uh, Eagles have done, and that is they're fortifying their front seven, uh, mostly the interior, to counter um, our uh, – our fun-loving running back uh, Zeke Elliott. So we're we're gonna you know we're gonna have a tough year. Um, what does that translate to? You, you know we haven't put the pads on yet here in in July yet. So let's see what the team looks like. Let's see how healthy we look. Um, maybe I'll feel better about giving an actual uh, projection on wins and losses. I hate doing that though. Uh, there's no reason to think that we're not. A playoff caliber team because we are. Uh, there's no reason to think that we can't go further, but it will come down to how does the defense look from, let's say, uh, mid-October on. And that'll answer all the questions. If you see a defense that's starting to take the ball away in the secondary, then we can be really tough. We can be really tough. And there's no reason that we can't win at all, but we may not win it from the number one seed overall. That that uh, we had our shot last year. We climbed to the top nice and easy. This year it's going to be you know doubly tough to get back to the number one seed. I don't see any reason why we can't uh, get into the playoffs and then uh, march march down to uh, um, higher loftier goals. Nice. All right. Well, you heard it first from Glenn. Uh, he's got a realistic viewpoint on it. It's not going to be easy. Can it be done? Absolutely. But it's not going to be easy. So, guys, one more time. If you guys want to check out some good analysis, some good articles, a great website, head over to CowboysRoundup.com. You got Glenn over there taking the reins and doing something. As a passionate fan, you can see it through his work. So go there and read the articles and follow him on Twitter so you can get the updates on a consistent basis. One more time, Glenn, I appreciate you joining me today for the show. Um, and I really look forward to speaking to you possibly in the future as well, man. Thank you so much. Oh, I'd love to do that anytime. All right, Glenn, go Cowboys and no D, no rings. Let's go.